What if you could live your life judgment-free? Are you ready to live the unapologetic, confident life that God designed for you? If you are, then this is the place to be. Welcome to the Bold, Brave, and Sassy Show. It's time to break free of physical, spiritual, and heart-centered challenges that have held you back for way too long. Listen in for powerful tips and tools to help you break free today. Hear from leading experts along with me, Annie Berryhill, your host and personal guide to freedom. Now it's time to live like no one's judging. Let's go. Hey everybody, this is Annie Berryhill and welcome back to the Bold, Brave and Sassy Show. This week we are going to be tackling the very touchy subject of the power of the tongue. Yep, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. We are talkers, flat out, you know, that whole thing of we have 25,000 words a day to speak and men speak only five. We're going to get into how that benefits and destroys you personally. All right. So if you've ever heard that verse in the Bible and it says the power of life and death are in the tongue and out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. I thought this was also a very interesting quote. The tongue is the only tool that gets sharper with use. So if you've ever caught yourself or been caught in saying things that weren't exactly nice or edifying or beneficial, this is the episode for you. We're going to go over some things that are really important because my lovely friend, what we speak about, we actually sow into the world. And oftentimes we are very careless with that and we are very, very cruel with how we use our words and use our tongue. So let's get started. You know, like I said at the opening, we ladies have a lot to say. We are relational. We like to share our information, our insights, our opinions freely. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Again, living with a houseful of guys, there have been times where my kids have just said things like, but mommy, you just talk too much. Okay, I get it. I've actually learned how to be really, really good at editing what I want to say so that I say just enough that they'll get it. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about how we often find ourselves in a situation where we have reacted and said things that ended up hurting people or ourselves. So we can be deliberate with our words, right? We can strategically choose what we're going to say in order to guide, read, manipulate a situation or get someone to do something we want them to do or, or to simply just convey what we're thinking. And the very best way to do that, we know, is to speak the truth in love, right? Speak what we want someone to hear and understand about our perspective or our opinion or our side of the story is to speak it in a way that it's received. And that's usually when we do it with love. One of the techniques that I've learned, I've had some sales training and just exposure to different things. And I actually don't even know where I learned this, but it's called the compliment sandwich. And what that means is when you want to tell someone something that may be difficult to share or difficult to hear or both, one of the ways to do that is to start your statement with something nice. 
meaning and, and truly not something fake, something truly awesome. Like Josie, I really appreciate our friendship and you've always been open to listening to me. Then the next thing is, and I have to share the fact that that thing that happened between us recently really hurt my feelings. And then the other part of the compliment sandwich is another nice thing to say. And I know because we're friends and we go back a long way that working this out is going to be something that you're willing to do because you're just a nice person. So if you look at it, you've done something nice. You've said what you needed to say in, you know, as in a way that made it as receptive as possible and then also finished it with something nice to say. And I think that's really, really a powerful way to speak to people, everybody. And think about how you would receive that too if someone was speaking in a way that they were conscious of how it was going to land on you and how it was going to affect you. Because no matter how much we have that song in our head, you know, sticks and stones will break our bones, but words will never hurt us. It's wrong. Bones heal. Words hurt and leave marks and scars on our hearts. And they change how we think about ourselves. And we change how the people around us think about themselves when we speak to them in negative or hurtful ways. It also works in terms of how we talk to ourselves. We say careless things out loud. And I've done it and I hear it all the time. We may be driving and we pull over without looking and almost cut somebody off. And immediately what we say is, oh, I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. Or that was stupid. I'm so dumb. I can't believe I did that. How lame, you know? And we, we get really strong with our words and how, what we say out loud to ourselves about ourselves. All right, so that's one side of it. When we say things out loud, we hear ourselves say them. And I remember when I was going through a really hard time with my self-image and my self-esteem, even as an adult, I remember someone saying to me, don't ever talk to yourself in a way that you wouldn't let another person talk to you. That if someone said to you what you just said to yourself, you would tell that person, you know, to go shove it, right? <laughs> or something worse. And I don't know why we don't have those boundaries on ourselves, but we often don't. And it is another one of those things that does a really, really good job of holding us back because as we speak things out loud, we hear them, our brain hears them, and they go to work on them. So when we say things like, I'm so stupid, or I've never made a lot of money, or I'm sure that will never work because I've never been successful before. Really, if you go back to that, would you let anyone talk to you that way? And if they did, it would be so crushing to not only your relationship, but how you felt about yourself. And that's, that's a terrible thing. So I'll give you an example. Recently, I had a friend call me and we spent, you know, an hour catching up on the phone and she was really going through a really really challenging time and was feeling really bad about just everything that was going on and felt really, really stuck and kind of like, I don't even know where to start to make things better. And at the end of our conversation, the thing that she said was, I just want to get back to a place where I'm happy. That seems reasonable, right? But in her world, so many things were going wrong that she was so far removed from experiencing happiness, that it was just such a simple request. I just want to get back to the place where I'm happy. 
It was kind of weird because the next day she texted me. She texted me a message and she said, you know, do you believe in divine appointments or, you know, God interferes or, you know, interjects things into our life to get our attention. And I kind of wrote out a text and I thought, hmm, I kind of want to know a little bit more about why she's asking this. I may be walking into some sort of crazy trap. (laughs) So I just asked her, you know, why she was asking and she relayed a story to me that was so, so interesting. She said that she, that next day after we spoke, had run into a person who she had been very, very close to and had brought a lot of happiness to her life. In fact, when she thought of this person, she thought of being happy. And she and this person had had some time away from each other. It was about six months since they had seen each other. And then they randomly ran into some each other. They randomly ran into each other at an event. And immediately what came to mind was happy. Like I was so happy with that person. Why did I stop hanging out with that person? When you think about it, and you're like, oh, that's just a coincidence. That's not a big deal. Or you're thinking that's kind of crazy or that's really cool or maybe a little bit scary. But to me, it illustrates the point of, that, of the power that we have when we speak things. I mean, we hear ourselves say things, whether we're saying things that move us along and encourage us and make us feel good, or we're saying things that are detrimental and hurtful to ourselves, right? We hear them. Our brain just takes it in and gets to work. Okay, this is what she is. We're going to do more of that. I mean, that's the physiology. That's the way the brain works. Neurology, right? So with knowing that, Why do we talk about all the ways that we're inadequate or not enough or a victim or don't deserve or aren't capable? Why are we always saying stuff like that or frequently saying that kind of stuff? Society has this thing where, you know, when you talk about yourself in a positive way, it seems prideful. But we all know the difference when we speak in pride We're trying to get someone's attention. We're trying to get somebody to agree with us. We're trying to toot our own horn just to have somebody else notice. That's different than just saying, you know what? I'm a pretty cool chick and I I got some good things going on and I enjoy being who I am and I enjoy the life that I've created. You know, we just don't do that enough. And here's kind of why it happens. You know, I believe that God spoke the world into existence. He spoke creation into being with his words and it says we are created in his image so by that token i just look at it like we have that same power and it starts on the very very small levels of who we are and who we show up as in the world and who we believe we are right so whether you know you have a biblical foundation or not it's still it still works because it's still about your brain it's still about your brain hearing what you're saying and what you're creating with your words so why aren't we pursuing lovely things beautiful things things that make us happy you know it it sounds sort of woo woo and kind of out there but there's some validity to that's the way that God did it and that's the way we get to do it and I really find that fascinating and powerful so when we speak things we're we're doing a couple of things yeah we're hearing ourselves say the things that are in us right and we're clarifying them 
through that thought. Like sometimes when we, have you ever noticed, like we have a million thoughts a minute. We are just constantly, constantly, you know, super fast brain. You know, they say men's brains are like waffles and women's are like pasta. And we're going in a million directions. Or the idea that we are like a computer with 2,000 tabs open, right? And that's how our brain works. And so a lot of those thoughts are fleeting. We don't anchor them in anything. They just kind of come and go. They float in and out, you know, like a bird flying through and never to be seen again. When we say things out loud and we talk about them and we declare them and we say them with conviction, they become solidified and clear. When we know that, I find it so valuable to understand that the words we choose to speak, especially about ourselves, are really, really important. Now, it's hard to always be conscious of that because as women, we are very emotional creatures, right? We often react to a hurt or a pain, to a situation, and we lash out. It's easy. Social media is a perfect example of that. When someone says something that we disagree with and we think is stupid, you know, we want to just lash out and say what we think. And I truly believe that whatever you put on the internet is going to be there forever. And our brains kind of work that way too. You know, it's, it's real when we say them, those things. Our brains are, are programmable that way. And it's also true that what we focus on, we get more of. So right now, if I were to say to you, don't think about a pink elephant, you've already, you've heard me say it and you've already thought of a pink elephant. There's no way you can resist it. And it's the same when we even speak to ourselves. Now flip side it and think about how we talk to our kids, our family members, our parents, our spouses, our best friends, right? Sometimes the people that are closest to us bear the brunt of our emotional reactionism And we hurt them. We hurt them. We hurt them because we feel like we're entitled to lash back at them or to retaliate or to make sure that we're heard. You know, that's a girl thing. You know, listen to me. That's an important thing. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? When we do that, sometimes we don't make good choices about how we deliver that information. So I encourage you, here's some action steps for you to be able to have good conversations Get your point across, make sure that you're heard, but not leave a wake of destruction behind you. Like when you enter a room, everybody cowers because you're going to unleash that terrible tongue and everybody's just going to be knocked out like it was a nuclear bomb. Let's not be women like that. You know, let's not be fake and say things that aren't true. But truly, you can find something good in every person because at the end of the day, no one is what they do. They all have value. They all have worth. They all have something going for them or potential that they may not be using. In fact, they may be screwing up royally. And I recently posted on my Facebook page a quote that said, let's stop trying to make everybody perfect and just love them or even just like them or maybe just simply accept them for who they are. And I think when we have that mentality, when we're speaking to people, we can really learn to tame our tongue. So thinking before we speak, will this move the conversation in a direction that is beneficial for both of us? 
right? That we'll make progress, that we'll get to the end of it, that I'll be heard, that she'll understand my point, that I'll understand their point. Is the next thing that's about to come out of my mouth going to move the process and the conversation along in a positive way or a way that is a resolution to whatever is going on, right? Because they're not all perfect. That is one tool. And, you know, the other thing is to not look at the person as their actions, as their behaviors, as their mindset, but as a person who inherently has value because they exist on this planet. And guess what? You're the same. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter how you screwed up. That's part of life. That's part of learning. I mean, when little babies are, you know, right before their first birthday and they're moving from crawling to walking, all they do is fall. And what do we do as parents? We laugh, we clap, we smile at them. We're so proud of them for trying. And I think that when we talk about interacting with other people, if we can see them as a work in progress and hope that they see us as a work in progress, it really allows for some conversations to go in a different direction. And it really helps us to curb that really spicy, mean tongue and words that can come out and make everything a lot better, really. It makes it better for us because we're not harboring resentment and walking around with it. That's terrible. I've been there. I've done that. And it's terrible. So think about that this week. Think about thinking before you speak. Think about wrapping what you want to say, no matter how hard it is. If it's really what needs to be said, saying it in a way that they can receive it and walk away from the conversation not feeling attacked. It's all things that we want, but it's giving us tools to be able to do that first in the world, right? Let's start talking to ourselves too as if we are the people that we know we are inside. Not our actions, not our failures, all the good stuff that we are. You're funny, you're smart, you're pretty, you're athletic, you're capable, you're great with numbers, kids love you, dogs listen to you, (laughs) whatever it is. You know, you can embrace who you are and it's not prideful. In fact, it's appreciation. It's appreciation for the beautiful work of art that you are. So I encourage you today to really tame the tongue, fall in love with yourself, see the good things, and talk about the good things to yourself, about yourself. All right? Are you with me? I hope you are. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please share this. Please write a review. Please subscribe and keep listening. It's just going to get better and better, and you're going to feel better and better and more empowered every single time you listen, I promise. So keep coming back. All right, this is Annie Berryhill signing off. Can't wait till next time of the Bold, Brave, and Sassy Show. Take care.